Hey everyone, I'm Aaron Frail and this is Aaron's Horror Show. This week we have part two of my interview with Phil and Jen. Uh, there's not a whole lot of time because it was a nice, good, long interview, so I'm just going to go ahead and get to the show. Thanks for listening. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. This is Jason Witter, author, illustrator of Tiniest Vampire and Monsters Eating Ice Cream, and you are listening to Aaron's Horror Show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show. I'm your host, Aaron Frail. On Aaron's Horror Show, we're going to go ahead and read some horror fiction and talk about horror in all its forms, books, movies, you name it. If you want to go ahead and get a hold of the show, you can go ahead and contact Aaron's Horror Show at Gmail or Aaron Horror Show on Twitter or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you for listening and enjoy. out there. Girl Interrupted are out there. They did it just about as well as you can do it. 
So why don't you we try to explore something like this with more of a fun human approach to it? Well, I guess. because and because the thing is, is, you know, we're not in a we're not dealing with an institution where it's people who almost can't function because of the mental illness they have to deal with. You know, we're dealing with the fact that like all of us are, you know, there's a very fine line between kind of us getting through the day and us being a divergent, yeah. you know, and like, and that's what a lot of people think, like, you know, mental illness is just about like going crazy and smearing your own poo on a wall and, and things oh like gosh, that. Well. Hey, you know, um, no, but there is an image that's been put out. It is. I'm like, no, it is. It is. Yeah, it's it's the unfortunate image that people have or or think of because of you know. Yeah, you know, I media and where they talked about therapy, and they were like, this, you know, like therapy was considered, or is considered within like certain parts of my family, is considered a weakness. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you guys, come on. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, I know, and and it's funny because like mental illness, it, it even in the word illness, you know, illness implies something treatable, and we don't necessarily say that. Oh, you got the you got a case of uh, of bronchitis that you had to be hospitalized for. That's a that's a weakness, you know. <laughs> like we don't consider right. that. Like, you, you know, the doldrums. Like, so funny, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, we're willing to talk about people going to the hospital, like. Uh, like with bronchitis, like it's like, oh gosh, he's got bronchitis right now. How how bad? Oh, let's send flowers. Let's make him feel better. But someone has an emotional problem. They're like, don't talk about it. Don't bring it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't tell the family about it. You know, like let's sweep it under the rug and. Yeah, and it's just it's it's unhealthy because it doesn't go away. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> well, it's unfortunate because people in that position that have. Uh, mental illness or are dealing with issues of mental illness they 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 don't have the ability to talk about it in a way that would be helpful or productive with their family and the people that should you know be willing to to be there for them or help them through it you know so yeah. i feel that that there's a, a stigma that that is gets in the way of of helping someone who really needs help you know yeah and the the hardest thing that I've learned is that when one person decides to get better, everyone else decides to get better too, or they decide not to get better. <laughs> so, but then they fractured. Yeah, exactly. So. Un- unpack that. Ooh. I'm I'm curious. Unpack that idea. Oh, on that idea. Yeah, or just oh, tell us. Well, yeah, I unpack mean, it a little for us. What it is is. Um, I think when people, uh, you can, let's see, how, what is the easiest way to put this? Because uh, it's a lot. Is that when there are problems within like a family structure or within something, a lot of times there's uh, like the feeling of don't talk about it. Let's not talk about our feelings. Let's not talk about what's wrong. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't make the problem go away. And yeah. so kinds of those kinds of things those hurt those hurt you you know that it's not okay like you have this yeah you 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 may pretend it's not there but you think about it you know and that eats away at you and that's happening to the whole group because the group isn't it's like it's almost like a company 
like if you think of a family structure and then you think about it if as if it was Google. And if you had one person within Google who was acting like a tyrant or acting like let's see toxic. 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 Let's say that. Toxic. But within the family, sometimes there's no communication skills while like in a company they're like, Oh, well let's bring in someone to like talk to everybody and figure this out and fix the communication because the communication is key. But then within a family, how do you do that? Because you mentioned to a family, you're like, I think we should all go to therapy. <laughs> and they're like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the end of the conversation. And so then if one person kind of acknowledges and really sees like a kind of a toxic dynamic in the family that's like kind of been just built up and basically programmed and they start to pull from that, you know, it might be hard for the people who are enmeshed in it tighter to really see what the, the deal is. And then that can, can create friction, yeah. you know, because like no one wants to be mad at each other, but it's like, you know, if you got the one person going like, Hey, like what's happening here is not okay. And it takes a lot to actually see what that is. And like people aren't ready to see it. Then, then they're like, what? There's not that. I don't see this problem you're talking about. And then the resistant and then, and again, we go back to the before mentioned friction. We're we're writing a family drama right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, wow, <laughs> good. good. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, this is I'm, I'm spearheading is all is is a family epic right now. And so, so actually, that's that's like when we talked about how we talk about character. That's actually kind of how we wrap it out. Yeah. You know? So this is so this conversation is actually sort of. If if I were a fly on the wall of your writing room, this is what you would be talking about right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like every day. It's it's, it's bananas sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. I mean, that's what makes your story so vivid is is having that, you know, deep sense of who someone is. Uh, yeah. More, more so than, you know, what is on the surface of them, you know? Yeah, well, that's I, – I love – learning what makes people tick because it almost makes me learn how I tick. Well, no, it does. It makes me learn how I tick more. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, and for me to be effectively as like a, a film director, and well, I mean, as any kind of director, uh, like I have to be effective at seeing people and beyond, beyond seeing the right emotions for the story. It's about the actors themselves and see, what kind of things they respond to so that you get the most efficient work environment and give them the, the safest space for them to do their best work oh in, gosh, yeah. you know? And so, so that is very valuable. And then as a writer, you know, those same skill sets come into place and it's all, it's all together. You know, they all are just interacting with each I, other. I'm going to quote somebody and I don't know who it is, <laughs> but there was a <laughs> I saw something the other day where um, a director said that his job was to allow actors to open their veins and that he creates the safe space for that. I think that's Mike Nichols. I think it might be Mike Nichols, (laughs) but I remember that, but I'm not sure exactly who it was. Yeah, Uh, it might be Mike Nichols, but we'll see. It might have been Kubrick. Oh, that could be it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. No, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I I couldn't tell you who that is, but it sounds like it could be Kubrick, just knowing Kubrick, you know. Right. So. Uh, oh, well, Mike Nichols is the director of The Graduate, and oh, the okay. Wolf. And The Birdcage. Uh, yeah. 
And he did the oh. England America HBO miniseries. Yeah. Like he's also he's sound what a, like he's he's our dude, Doc. Yeah. He, <laughs> he started off in a comedy team, like sketch comedy. It's oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. For people that so know Mike Nichols, look him up. He's he's the jam. He's the jam. <laughs> <laughs> he he is your bro. <laughs> your your brother from another mother. <laughs> There's two different kinds of directors. There's the pain directors, and then there's like the I love you. Let's like create a beautiful space to make something, and you know sometimes I'll scare you because you need to be scared. Director. Yeah, um, yeah. That's Mike Nichols is the second. Uh, so yeah, that's why we love him. <laughs> so would you say he inspires a lot of your work in in the sense like like Mary Maids of Madness? Would you say that that there was a lot of like, like inspiration from him in that movie. Uh, from a directing point of view, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, just working with actors in the comedy, yeah. Actually, that's true. Also, because like there was a little bit of, I actually cribbed a lot of the visual schemes from Birdcage for oh, okay. Me and oh, that's true. Me and Corey talked about that with like a lot of how they used uh, kind of natural backlighting uh, a lot. Uh, to kind of create a really nice visual depth, like that's something that we it was birdcage because I think I about it. Like, about that and yeah. the colorfulness of it mm-hmm. because there's this really vivid yeah like, well, world. That's and, that's it's part Mike Nichols, part uh, Jean Pierre Genet. You know. It's, yeah. It's, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved Jean Pierre Genet. <laughs> yeah, uh, those are two of my favorite uh, directors. By I, the I way, inspire a lot. Doc, do you remember where we met? What class it was? I, we were at the University of New Mexico. I know we were at the University of New Mexico, and we I know were in the we Hitchcock class together. We were in the what class? The Hitchcock. Oh, the Hitchcock class. Yes. Yeah, okay. We the whole semester talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> in the yes, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, we we like sat in front and talked about Buffy and and the. <laughs> professor who was British, if I remember correctly, like, <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> no, he, yeah, was it, was it Professor Stone? Uh, was it Dr. Stone? I remember. Was, is he bald? Like, the, the guy that taught yes. Hitchcock class was bald. And all the women loved him? Yes, yes. He was, yes. like, this kind of hunky, like, oh, hunky. I, I pictured him, like, like, a rock star, like, a film teacher, <laughs> like a yes. film critic, because he wore like velvet pants sometimes, or they looked velvet. <laughs> yes, he was amazing. Yeah. Like I loved him because he showed us the the clip from Top Gun where like the tongues touch in the sex scene, <laughs> and then he oh yeah, in Stanley Kubrick's uh uh, uh How to Stop Worrying and Love the Law. Oh right, yeah, Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he showed the, like the refueling scene. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the exact same imagery. <laughs> See, the funny thing is like all the time. <laughs> like I remember that class, but I think I remember more us taking McDuffie's screenwriting class together because I think yeah. you were there for that the the story that the the epic story of that. That one guy that was is in the class. Is the story about the pistol? 
with the chalkboard? Yes, yes. This is the yes, pistol okay, with, the, with yes. the chalkboard. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. So the there was a guy in class that uh, wrote this. Like, just for the yeah, screenwriting 101, and the assignment was to do like, like, or there was a short film and then a a, a longer piece, like a feature or a part of a feature like or something like that. It was like the first act of a feature. Yeah, yeah. And to give you uh, to give you the backstory about this guy, the guy for a short film basically brought this really creepy short film script about like. A, a trucker that like loses this person porcelain doll that he uses to like whack off basically and and yeah. goes on a quest to get it back and everyone's sort of like weirded out by that script <laughs> and uh then then the guy for his feature we have this one day where we're all talking about our features and and sort of doing a rapping session about like like what we're what we want our feature to to be about and he like with with no sort of irony whatsoever, wants to write a feature about Hitler being misunderstood, and you know, like that like was just the starts... most awkward hour and a half of my life. Oh, I know, I know. So awkward. <laughs> I know, and then our our screenwriting teacher, who's known for being very blunt, uh, and and sort of saying, like you know what 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 he's what you know he 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 keeps telling the guy. Like I don't think people are going to be very much into this movie or or something like that. Yeah, and, and uh, just staring at his desk, like just talking. Like at this point, he yeah. doesn't care about any of us. He is just so defensive. He is just talking. <laughs> yeah, he's literally just talking, and then he like, like I forget, but there's some point that that uh, McDuffie and and the uh, the guy d- don't agree on, and uh, the guy just keeps talking and talking and talking. And McDuffie just stops arguing with him, and he kind of silently walks over to the whiteboard, and he starts drawing something on the whiteboard, and everyone is, like, trying to figure out what he is drawing. And, uh, like, like, one like eventually... Like, one side's a huge mess. <laughs> yes, yes. One, yeah, one side's a huge mess, and then finally on the other side, he, like, like draws a gun. <laughs> and then... Yeah, there's a space in the middle, and then McDuffie slams his, you know, self on the whiteboard with his head in between the gun and the huge mess. <laughs> and the guy just kind of trails, like, as the class, like, like, like this moment sort of makes the guy kind of trail off, you know? And, and like, he's like... Like, there was detail yes. in this picture. Like, he he made sure it was drawn all correctly. So you have to understand, there was, like, three minutes of this dude just talking. And the yes, yeah. Crying. And then he laid himself <laughs> there, and all of us just lost it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That and then the guy... I, I really think I learned a lot from that class just hearing what came out of people's mouths about their stories. Because these... It was like an introductory class at UNM and so you got everybody in this class. No, I I think I found like sometimes the most informative uh stuff is like forced like to read like one of my jobs I interned at MGM Studios for a while and like so I had to read scripts all the time and I and I worked for a film finance uh company where I had to read scripts all the time and like just to read scripts that don't work is it's you know, the best medicine. Yeah, well, it is for it, your own writing. Yeah, because you really just say it's like, oh, 
you know, it just doesn't work, you know. And so Jen and I will a lot of times break down movies that we really love to kind of get a sense of what's working, why is it working, what's the craft going on into it. Like, that's something that really a skill I developed from USC, from, like, one of my favorite classes, which is, like, just breaking down these films like this. And so we'll do that, but once in a while, especially Jen will do this. Like, the fun.